0: From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit alivepodcastnetwork.com Coming soon to iOS and Android. Through that, I realized in talking with some other women and being a little bit more vulnerable, with my own story. They're like, Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. That makes me not feel so alone. Oh, okay. And through that one time I got at the same woman, she holds an event every September in California. I got up on stage and actually shared, you know, the fact that I had started over twice. I didn't tell anybody, you don't talk about that. That's something shameful Mm -hmm. that you've started over twice But me sharing that story, I had so many women come out and I came off the stage, go, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You just released me from my own shame. You just released me that it was okay that I've started over twice because look at me now. And so just through me slowly sharing my story and in safer spaces in some places that it released a lot of women from things they were going through because they identified with me. And my story. And so really started back in March of 2020 of, wow, my story's powerful. And maybe I went through all these things so that I could help somebody else. I never really saw that before. And like a lot of us through all this, you know, pandemic and being closed up at home and really sitting with ourselves, you know, and starting healing some things that we had through sharing it with other people. And that is at the power of our stories of, man, this is why I've gone through all these things when I always would say, you know, God, why, why are you doing, why am I going through this again? Now I see why, now I see why
1: uh, I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it
0: Then
1: I met my boy, David E. Simons yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah Discover my gift, yeah, yeah With David E. Simons Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift. With yours truly, David D. Simons. I'm so honored, delighted, and excited to have today's guest on the show. Uh, it came honestly on a whim. I was just—I was going through social media. I came across Trisha's story. I said, "She has got to be on this show." It's—it's it's remarkable. You guys are gonna hear it. You're gonna—you're gonna hear her story. But let me give you a little background on Trisha. Um, As a financial clarity advisor and founder of Starting Over Wealth Network, Trisha Daniel helps women starting over redefine their money identity to rebuild their financial dreams. While an MBA with over 25 years of experience in public accounting and as a corporate financial controller, Trisha discovered, I know I love that word, how to combine her professional experience and teachings from her, her, her experience as a financial planner father Um, sorry, from her father's father, who is a financial planner with her personal financial struggles as a single mom for over 15 years. And now with a blended family of eight. Wow. Got a, got a, got a whole team there. I love it. Uh, Trisha Trisha started over twice, overcame debt from three major events and experienced being laid off as an executive, understanding personally, the anxiety, isolation, and fears other women's face when starting over feel trisha now shares her s-o-w-n method the sewn method through speaking and advisory service services to help other women realize their someday is today to rebuild their dreams thank you so much trisha welcome to the show
0: honor honor to be here i mean what a blessing to absolutely just be connected with you and again through just the power of social media
1: yes for sure for sure Uh, Trisha, I was fascinated. I I, I found your story and then I went back and looked at things and looked in your journey. I was just like, wow, what a remarkable, remarkable story. So if you don't mind, could you just take listeners through your journey uh, to today um, doing the finance? And I love that. I love I can tell already that you have a way with words, right? (laughs) Because a financial clarity advisor, I've never heard that terminology uh, it sounds like you have a way with words. So, if you could just take us through the journey from from where you were to becoming that financial clarity advisor today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because I love to use words that are not intimidating because most people think of financial. I mean, how many people usually run out of the room to go to the bathroom and do not come back when that financial person's on stage? I mean, it just always sounds intimidating because, yes, while I am an MBA with over 25 years' experience in public accounting, as a corporate financial controller, yes, I've been that single mother who has started over not once, but twice. I've overcome three different major life events that got us deep into debt. And then I was an executive. With, I was laid off with no backup plan and no savings. And with two young sons, the oldest of which is autistic. And then just recently, after 15 years of divorce, I got remarried. The blended family of six boys, six boys. And just one month after our wedding, my husband had a spinal injury, all of a sudden lost his job and then having to navigate medical debt and then how quickly life can change. And so gratefully, because of my financial experience and being raised by a financial planner father, I've had those tools in place each and every time to help me step up and get out of the debt and layoff and all the financial burdens. However, the shame, the shame of my financial journey, the shame of my story, it held me captive. And then, you know, I didn't want to tell anybody about it, um, you know, for over, you know, a couple of decades until April of 2021, when my mother, uh, she fell just severely bruising her knee, which you know that, you know, for most of us, they fall, they bruise your knee, you're okay. However, just three weeks later, my sister and I found ourselves by my mother's hospital bedside as she was sedated and on oxygen and unable to speak. I mean, my sister and I were floored that we were never going to hear her voice again until after a week, a nurse came in and she removed the oxygen from my mom's nose. And slowly my mom's eyes began to open and her voice started struggling to speak. And at one point she turned over to me and she asked, promise. Yes, mom, I promise. And in that moment, you know, I didn't really understand what my mom was saying, but I knew exactly what she meant because she allowed shame, shame in her story, hold her captive. She always said that someday she was going to write a book about the incredible blended joint custody, you know, childhood that I had. She always said someday that she was going to go speak to other women. She always said someday, someday, someday. And on that Friday evening, she no longer had her someday. Her words and her voice were gone. And then that's when I realized, you know, I don't have someday either. That my someday is today to go out and share my story. No longer sit in shame, but to share my story of how I was able to get up each and every time financially and just sees it as an opportunity. So now that's what I do. I have stepped out from behind my computer screen, you know, the finance and accounting world. And go out and share you know to other women that there's some days today also to rebuild from what seems like financial ruin into their dreams again
1: wow wow that's remarkable that is so remarkable i have so many questions and thoughts just from you sharing that i mean what i, I that that is the best summation of a story I have ever had on the show. Like that is amazing. Uh everybody needs to just go back and watch and just study. I mean that's beautiful. I love I love how you broke that down, Treasure. So um when you because I, I read a little bit about your background and you know, like you said, you grew up um as I experienced the same thing, divorced parents and that can be tough and living in two two different dynamics, two different households. So you you kind of had, it sounds like uh, from the rich dad, poor dad. Ex- I, don't, I don't know if it's exactly like that. But well, yeah.
0: I- well, the joke is, as I briefly sum up, I had four parents since the age of seven. My parents were four so I was three. So four parents since the age of seven. So I briefly sum up my very diverse households as this. My stepfather, who is Native American, Cherokee, taught us how to camp out in the woods. My mm. father, the financial planner, taught us that camping out was going to Hilton. My stepmother taught us how to shop at Neiman Marcus while my mother taught us the thrill of bargain shopping at a flea market. Mm. So I grew up in completely two different different socioeconomic households um, where I went to private school with the wealthy and saw how they life But then I went to church in an amazing, you know, kind of a lower income area where I get to be around diversity and just see all these different people and experiences. And so I was blessed with being raised in such a different, I kind of feel like I'm two different people sometimes cause I've just had my foot in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see that as a blessing until I discovered how unique it was. And I went through a lot of, uh, identity, uh, work. Uh, mm-hmm. with a pastor of mine walking me through identity work and how amazing that was that now I understand different people I talk to where I used to think that was such a hindrance being in different areas. But now I see it as a blessing being able to talk to people who live in different worlds.
1: Wow. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, like you said, it's your identity. It's your story that you can relate to so many other people. So talk to me through this because i, I know that your your father your financial planning father sowed a lot of seeds into you every saturday uh, it seems saturday you and your sister would go and have uh, a, a discussion put some principles on a napkin break some things down so so this seed of financial wisdom was in you but uh, and then it took you to this journey so walk me through this financial how does this financial piece weave in through your your story
0: So I always say, you know, there's knowledge and then there's wisdom. And so I was raised again, every Saturday since my parents were divorced, every Saturday, my father would take my sister to breakfast. And every Saturday, my dad would teach us some type of financial principle, but he put it in such easy terms. So I grew up thinking everybody knew about money. Everybody learned about money. And I'm finding out, no, they didn't. And My father put it in such an easy way. He just pulled out a napkin, draw out a napkin and just made it so easy. But he taught us all these principles. You know, my father was a financial planner, my grandfather, great uncles. I come from deep, you know, the legacy in the financial planning world. But I just didn't realize that all these things I was being taught, you know, was unique. But also again, knowledge is not wisdom. I had all these things, but I still went through you know the 20s of hey let's go get a bunch of credit cards you want to see any credit cards we can get oh absolutely let's see what our limits are you know and so i went through those those 20s of in college you know going into debt and and then um actually when i was four months pregnant you know my first husband and i lost our house because we didn't communicate about money very well and i learned about the power of communication you know with other people about money and so through my life, I started realizing all these things my father taught me, I wasn't applying them. I wasn't turning them the actual into wisdom. And so it's been amazing for me. I've had all these tools in place and then i talk to the people and they're hungry. They are so hungry for these tools. They're like, listen, I did not learn about money. My parents did not talk about money. All I heard was fighting. All I heard about was fighting was money. All I heard was the stress on my dad's face. My mother who had to go work three jobs, you know, you hear these stories and a lot of us carry a lot of, um, as I talk through like money identity, a lot of us carry, we hear about money. We always want more of it, but man, we, we don't want to talk about it because we think about, and we have these fears and anxiety because it stems back from our childhood I've listened to our parents fight about it. Maybe that's the reason our parents got divorced. The stress on mom's face. She was tired all the time because she worked so many jobs trying to support us. He was a single parent. A lot of us just had uh, associated a lot of just hurt with money. And we don't realize it that we're carrying it around in our 20s, 30s, 40s and on of why we can't have more money or why we're afraid to manage our money or why. Because we haven't really gone into depth of these hurts and we haven't healed these hurts from our childhood. So for me, yeah, a lot of it was being in this financial atmosphere that I was so blessed, but I did not realize that was my blessing Mm. until I discovered it later on of, wow, okay. Dad gave me an easy way to talk about money. You know, that's, that's not scary. That's not intimidating and that we can apply it. But first, first we got to go back and heal some things. I mean, just like I had to do in my own money journey.
1: Mm. I love that. So, so take take us through that discovery when you are realizing your your personal stories, your lessons from your father, and all of it combining, and you just having this epiphany. I imagine some of it's gradual, some of it's instant. Like, like what what what?
0: Yeah, take us through that that
1: that experience.
0: A lot of it is just you know a lot of people don't want to talk about it. I didn't think it was anything big deal that after my first divorce, I was able to buy my own house. You know that's things we just don't talk about you know it wasn't actually until march of 2020 uh, you know we're all stuck at home i start discovering through instagram you know some of the, some women that were talking about things and i happened to connect with one woman and she's like you know what we're, we're gonna join we're gonna create this little group she created a group um, that has grown exponentially now. But through that, I realized in talking with some other women and being a little bit more vulnerable with my own story, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. That makes me not feel so alone. Oh, okay. And through that one time I got a, at the same woman, she holds an event every September in California. I got up on stage and actually shared You know, the fact that I had started over twice, I didn't tell anybody, you don't talk about that. That's something shameful that you've started over twice, but me sharing that story, I had so many women come out and I came off the stage, Go, thank you. Thank you. You just released me from my own shame. You just released me that it was okay that I've started over twice because look at me now. And so just through me slowly sharing my story and in safer spaces in some places, that it released a lot of women from things they were going through because they identified with me and my story. And so really started back in March of 2020 of, wow, my story's powerful. And maybe I went through all these things so that I could help somebody else. I never really saw that before. And like a lot of us through all this, you know, pandemic and being closed up at home and really sitting with ourselves you know, and started healing some things that we had through sharing it with other people. And that is that the power of our stories of man, this is why I've gone through all these things. When I always would say, you know, God, why? Why are you doing why am I going through this again? Now I see why. Now wow. I see why.
1: The impact. So what gave you the courage to to share in vulnerability that initial that sounds like this is an event when the, maybe it maybe it happened in smaller circles first. But what what allowed you to did you feel God calling you to do this? Did you like what 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 made you vulnerable?
0: Did it really you know, was that? my mother's passing. It really was my mm. mother's passing because she had sat there and always would tell us, girls, I'm going to write this book. I mean, because we really did have an incredible rare you know upbringing. I mean, in college, when they would say, hey, who comes from a divorced family? I would forget to raise my hand Mm
1: -hmm. because I had
0: four parents that truly all worked together. I mean, all four parents would hang out, you know, mother's day, father's day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, and this is, you know, not to age myself, but I mean, this is the seventies and eighties and people didn't do that. You know, graduation in the nineties, everyone was together, you know, and I just didn't realize, but my mother allowed shame to hold her back from sharing her story from writing her book. And about the age of 40, my mother really shut down. She allowed mm-hmm. that shame and anxiety to take her from a woman who used to dance around and talk and be full of such joy to leaning more in, into alcohol mm-hmm. and depression, anxiety, and just zoning out in front of a TV. So that's one reason she passed so early. My mother was only 74, but she had the body of a 94-year-old. Because she stopped mm-hmm. taking care of herself. So she really allowed shame to take over her body. And so when just a fall turned into her passing, you know, wow. just three weeks later, that was, that was for me, my, my moment of, I can't sit in shame either. I can't allow this. You know, I've got two young, young boys at home. They're looking to me, you know. As, you know, they're looking to me for relationships, for leadership, for, you know, and I want to show them through action, not just through words, through action, what's possible. So it really was, it was my mother's passing of taking the combination of slowly speaking into little groups and safe spaces and people telling me, wow, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. So in April, 2021, when she passed, uh, that's when I felt the words sewn S-O-W-N into my spirit and then just over the last year really taking that and like wow that was a part of my journey that was a part of my journey and just really sharing the steps that i used to get myself out each and every time and then just recently with with my husband's spinal injury losing his job and then all of a sudden finding myself you know supporting you know Mm -hmm. a family of eight you know and with and with a blended family but i had the tools in place of wait this is no God has got a plan in this. Like this, this is a blessing. This is how quick life can change, how quick we need to be prepared for when life can change, you know, have not eight, but seven strings of income. Cause you never know when disaster may come. There's all these things that keep happening, but it's not sitting back and going, why is this happening to me? It's like, oh, this is why it's happening to me. And so I see that now I see that through instead of being why I think you said, ah, this is why. And so it was, it was back in April 21, just making, seeing what happened to my mother. um, That, you know, sadly, that's what inspired me to start using my voice and getting out there, coming from a very uncomfortable place. I mean, I'm a numbers nerd. We hide behind a computer screen, go sit me in an office and I'm not going to talk to people all day. Yeah. And all of a sudden now I you know, I'm coming out and I'm speaking and it is, it's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but wow, the transformation that comes in that uncomfortable zone. Wow. So
1: why is it important for, for someone to be uncomfortable and share something, you know, if they're struggling with financially or dealing with financial challenges, what does that do in the process to, I imagine this is part of a process of recovery of getting out of debt or getting out of that finance. But what, why is that important to that process? And what, what does that do? Uh,
0: going back to like for you in that comfort zone, my mother got comfortable sitting on a chair, watching TV, just zoning out. She got comfortable. If she would have stepped outside of our comfort zone, if I would have something stepped outside my comfort zone can you imagine just that one step, just one, just one step outside your comfort zone, what could happen? What could change? What could transform? Cause we all always sit back in our comfort zones and what's and like, man, if I just had more money, if I just, man, look at their house over there, scrolling through the phone, man, I wish I had their life, but that transformation is not going to come until we get uncomfortable till we step into something new. You know, we were all meant to be prosperous. We were not meant to be broke. We were not meant to be poor. We were meant to you know, be prosperous so we can help other people. We can guide other people. We can invest not only in ourselves, but invest in others, businesses, giving. You know, we were meant to be prosperous people. And so, but that only happens when we take that first, that one step outside our comfort zone. I mean, all of 2022, that was my word was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I made sure I got into rooms full of people and again remember I'm a numbers nerd I'm more comfortable in my office helping Mm -hmm. with your financials or taxes Mm -hmm. I made sure I put myself in new and different rooms all over the country because I mean rooms full of women gave me pure anxiety I was raised in private Mm -hmm. schools where women were really catty Mm -hmm. so being in rooms full of women that was mm mm-mm I put myself in that uncomfortable zone and wow, I was for, by the end of 2022, I actually would leave these rooms inspired, full of joy, Mm. full of happiness. And it was amazing for me just seeing what that one step by going just to one event, going to one new room, Mm. um, opening up clubhouse and learning how to speak you know, and just raising my hand and just saying one word. It was amazing to me, the transformation by just taking one step outside of my comfort zone into the uncomfortable, what could happen?
1: Look at that. I love it. So, so Trisha, take us through this development process, right? Because you're, you're a financial professional in many, many components, right? From, from a a corporate controller, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, accountant uh and 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 today one of the things in your business is a financial clarity advisor so I think there's somebody hearing this right your story but look well, well Trisha you you already know all the stuff you already know about the budgeting the tax taxes and stuff. how and you cert, you kind of hinted at it earlier there's the difference between knowledge and wisdom so how can a person um who has the knowledge because there's in and, and, and I know this is a case of a lot of people. They have the knowledge of the financial piece, but not the application. How does that happen? And how does one make sure they stay on the application side or the wisdom side?
0: Yeah, so um, I always say I was running from my calling. So again, my father, grandfather, great uncles were all financial planners. I saw financial planning as a sales pitch. I really did. I don't need all these products. What are you talking about? I knew the principles, but I was like, what are you talking about? So I ran... Over to the corporate world. That's where I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. I could sit in an office. I could do your taxes. I could help you create, build, and sell your businesses all day. But you always say, you know, the janitor has the dirtiest closet. Mm-hmm. That was me. I could help you with your finances all day long. I was. It's easy to distract myself into your corporates, your finances, helping you. But I never looked into myself. That was not applying the knowledge and turning it into wisdom. That is not to when my life started to, again, I started over the first time, the second time. And I was able to pull from my upbringing, my corporate knowledge, and then really start to apply it as a woman to land on my own two feet. Because most people, when they're starting over, don't land on their own two feet. They struggle. I had all those tools in place. But again, I wouldn't share them. I knew them. I could get back on my own two feet, but I wouldn't share them. So that's where really, when that word "son" dropped in my spirit and I really started looking back, okay, how did I get myself out and son of my own two feet through starting over through debt, through executive layoff. And, and then right now, you know, with my husband and the medical debt, how did that happen? And that's where I walked through, you know, this process that I always walk back through. So why for me, like it's S O W N, sown. We're being sown back into the earth to thrive again. That's why I refer to it as. So S is really when you're starting, finding that seat. Who are you? Cause you know, we've all gone through traumatic experiences. We're not the same of who we were after we go through that. So you need to really discover who you are again. Who what is your seat, your identity? And that's why that identity is super important. When you are learning how to feel more comfortable about money, you know, going back into that kind of what they call inner child work. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I feel this way about money? Why do I not want to touch it? I want more of it. I want to go shopping. I want to get those red bottom shoes. I want to go get that purse, but you're going to ask me to manage it. I no, Thank you. Mm-hmm. So really going back through that healing process, finding who you are with money and really start to heal. And that's that S part. That starting part, the O Is the obedience. And that was a big step. I know for me personally. Was the obedience. Again I can help everybody else. But when it came to myself. I was deflecting to them. And not working on me. And my own obedience. And I know people talked about like budgets. And things like that. But I don't. It's kind of a bad word. A lot of of people don't like to say that word. I love to think of it as a plan for abundance. This is my plan. I'm going to create this plan because this is where I want to go. That's where I've been. This is where I want to go. And you're making this plan for your abundance to reinvest in you to be able to give to others. I mean, it's exciting. It makes sense, but you've got to be obedient. You've got to be obedient because if we're not obedient, you know, not to ourselves, how are we going to do it with other people? You know, um, and then W's for wealth, uh, my mentor, my dear coach and mentor Patrice Washington defines wealth, she went back to that twelfth century definition of wealth mm-hmm. as a state of well-being. Mm. It's a state of well-being. So we always think wealth is money, but it's our own state. And really to and I break it down into six pillars, you know, really of W wisdom. You know, are you feeding your brain? Are you really are you reading some financial books? Books that make sense to you. You know, I've got books here all day long. Some make sense to me and some make sense to others. Right. You know, there's a lot of wisdom out there when it comes to money, you know, e looking at your earnings, you know, there's mm-hmm. such a diversity of ways we all can earn money. A lot of us just think it's a W2 job and as COVID taught us. There's so much more out there. Yes. And then, you know, looking at a assurance, our confidence, a lot of us don't have the confidence to, to manage our money and why. Yeah, but that's something you really have to look deep into is what's hindering my confidence, my assurance in myself. Um, L is for love. You know, what do you truly love? You know, a lot of us, you know, especially starting over, we, you know, we, that L word, no, thank you. You know, but loving who we are enough that we want to manage our money is super important. Uh, T is again for trust. Do you trust yourself with money? Because if you can't trust yourself with a little, how can you be trusted with more? That's right. I mean, that that's something I repeat to myself all the time. If I can't be trusted with just this little bit, it's like if you get your kid $20, mm-hmm. you expect fully to know where that $20 is when he comes back. Like You want to know every cent. But how many of us know where our last $20 went? Mm-hmm. You know, we got to learn how to trust ourselves. And then I take in the H is for health. I mean, investing in our own health. I mean, I have walked through adrenal fatigue from working myself 78 hours a week as a single mother. I've been detrimental to my health and then watching my mother's health decline, you know, being healthy and really investing in ourselves and our health. That's important for our overall wealth and for our money to be able to manage our money. We've got to be thinking clearly. And, uh, and that's really where that clarity comes back. Really being able to think clearly, see clearly our money, um, and then I walk into that last part in is for network, because who is holding you accountable with your money? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you reading books? Do you have a community of people, one or two people around you who say, Hey, how's that plan going? Have you had a board meeting with yourself this week to see where you're going? Or are you investing? So I just think it's really part just to kind of go through, you know, I know that sounds like a lot, but just four simple steps, finding your seed, just starting obedience, looking at your overall wealth, your state of well-being, and then in, do you have a tribe of people holding you accountable, you know, and going where you want to go? I think it is one of, uh, one of your podcasts or or stories I was listening to of, you know, are you putting yourself in rooms? Are you putting yourself in rooms that people are thinking higher, you know, achieving higher, putting yourself in your, those five people that you're around, who is your network of people? Um, but that's where, for me, it was just the, the obedience and clarity of really being able to see things more clearly, understanding who you are, because a lot of us just go through the daily motions and not really see it's all muddy. And that's where that clarity advisor came through, because being able to take all the stuff that seems cloudy and muddy in our lives and just clearing it to be able to see it simply and have really applicable steps.
1: Wow, that is so cool. So key. I love how you broke that down. Um, Sown. That's, that's awesome. Uh, so starting or seed obedience, wealth network. That mm-hmm. is beautiful. Um, I'm sure we're, we're going to talk more about how people can get plugged in to learn with, learn about how to implement that framework into their lives. But so speaking of this, right, let's, let's, let's just pretend maybe, maybe it's not pretend. Cause maybe it can be reality. We have a listener who's, um maybe married or no let's let's put it exactly it's sing a single mother that has kids in hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt most people would try to work on it sounds like the finance part but it sounds like your approach is to work on the person and the identity to fix it so if you had to coach her obviously you know you need more sessions than one session. But if you were to coach her in, uh, you know, some sound advice on her starting steps, what would you say? How would you coach her?
0: The first be able to identify the fact that, yeah, you know, it's great to get out of debt. But if you don't heal yourself first, you can get right back in. I mean, I know I did it. I mean, how many people you go through your snowball plan, you get yourself out of debt. Oh Man, I got I got a hundred dollars room on my credit card. Ooh, those shoes look good. Right? We have to heal ourselves first. And so a lot of times when a woman's starting over or another traumatic event, we're not that same person who we used to be. Things are playing for abundance. It's not the same as it's gonna used to be. So our first piece of advice for women starting over is to sit back and write down your dreams. What are your dreams? Because now, you know, who are you in your dreams? Because you once were a woman that had all these dreams and maybe it got lost in the marriage and in your kids and in the job. You lost who you are. So go sit back and write down your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's why I was called rebuilding your dreams. Because you take these financial ruins that look like ruins all around you. You are deep in debt. How in the world am I going to get out? Mm-hmm. One step at a time. One step at a time. First, I'm going to write down my dreams because I'm getting ready to rebuild them. And next, I'm going to, who am I? Who is the person that wants these dreams? You know, just, and it's just building that confidence I was talking about earlier. Because a lot of us, I mean, you, when something traumatic happens, I mean, you lose all your confidence. And again, you lose who you are. So just establishing, you know, I can do this. I can do this. Just like I tell people, you know, the fact that I was able to was blessed to be able to buy my own home, you know, the week after my first divorce, be able to put a down payment. You know, I was able to stand on my own two feet. I didn't see that as confidence back then. You know, I didn't see as I had some tools, yeah. but even though I bought that first house, I still had healing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I started feeling my need was shoes, you know, new divorced woman. I got to go get some shoes, you know, <laughs> I go, you know, and a lot of us do, they go through that, like, who am I? So we start feeding ourselves material things. And then we're finding yourselves again, hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. Mm. Cause you didn't properly heal at whom identify. You started investing in material things instead of investing back in yourself. Wow. And so that would be my first piece of advice. If as a woman starting over or you've gone through a traumatic event, write down your dreams. What's that dream that you're going to run away rebuild? And then next... What is that part of you that needs to heal and reinvest in you?
1: Mm, That's cool. That's cool. So I I love, I love the framework and I love the end part as well. Like you talked about networking and and, uh, developing yourself. And so one of the things that we we kind of talked through in the show is, and we've kind of talked about it, the discover part, discovering what, what, what God put in you to do. Uh, the, the development part is the next part because we know that God doesn't give us um, something, a gift, a talent, a knowledge, a revelation, and just expect you to sit on it. He uh, expects you, expects you to, to learn and master and become better. So, can you talk to us? I mean, a lot of a lot of times people don't understand. Like, and you, I've just been listening to you through the conversation and certain things that you've shared. The development that has gone into yourself to become who you are today. And if you could speak to that, I mean, from, from the money identity with, with your pastor, um, from your coaching with Patricia, um, I, I know you're a part of other, um, masterminds and other things. So, um, what is, how important it is, is it for a person to make a commitment to development of themselves? And why, why does that even matter?
0: Oh my gosh. That's going to make me cry. I kind of think about it. Um, it was huge for me. The healing part was huge for me of reinvesting in myself. Like, you know, again, for COVID, we were all shut down for about nine years. I had completely, I, my was work, 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 work. That's all I did. I deflected. I shut off. I walled myself off. My identity was in my title. My identity was in my professional. My, my identity was in the degrees on the wall. That was my identity. And it wasn't. And so I heard a pastor really talk about operating in your false identity Ooh. yeah that's, it got me it was super important when I walked through that work with him and I walked through I um, actually did a lot of like they call it uh, inner child work you're really going back to that that little girl how did she feel about money how did she feel about this how did she feel I never I pull all of that stuff off. And it's been a, it's, you know, so March of 2020, I mean, it's almost been a three-year process wow. and it's constantly, okay, one step, all about one step, first step, okay, identity work, next step, inner child work. You know, I just kept my mind open and then when my, in April 2021, my mother's passing, okay, next step, okay, I, I need to learn, how do I get my message out there? How do I speak it? So I learned the power of, you know, clubhouse, raising my hand, learning how to introduce myself in 30 seconds, listening and investing, you know, in free podcasts, free clubhouse, free, all different free resources of, wait a second, I feel it right here, but what is it I'm trying to get out? Mm -hmm. I, I was horrible with my words, absolutely horrible with my words of being able to, what was here to be able to, so I had to practice and practice and practice of what's what's in here and then also being able to apply it okay going back into my past those walls i'd close off that i didn't want to address i don't want to talk about when i started over for the second time or those debt those are the shame things i didn't want to talk about and i've had to really sit down the last three years and write it out these are the steps i took oh, this is what helped me this is what helped me but it took me investing investing in the people that i have met you know through the power of online just how we met you know it's like oh my gosh they have a they have discovered their skill their gift that's gonna help me their gift that can help me and it's just been very very powerful of just in the importance of really going back and and after you discover your gift but developing it into something powerful that somebody else can need and I'm still on that journey I'm still on that journey of developing the courses developing the the challenges to help you win. because right now that's my word for the year is being debt free in 2023 really helping people and I'm taking them on my, my own journey you know we have got a lot of medical debt now for my husband's spinal surgery you know they found a tumor the size of a golf ball wrapped around his spinal cord when they went in there and so you know I'm like hey you know what I'm going to take some people with me guys. Let's go. Like I really building a community. Am I in the process of, you know, how do you structure a community? How you you, you know, bringing people with you on a journey of like, let's all do this together. Let's have this network of people that are going through this anxiety of debt and learning how to not only pay off our debt, stay out of debt the while and reinvesting on ourselves and building, you know, this net worth and prosperity we were meant to have. So we can start investing in other people and teaching them also.
1: Wow. So you, you kind of hit on um, the the next phase I kind of wanted to go into, which is this distribution part, because you've uh, uncovered some things in the financial realm, especially, you know, to, to cater to, to women that are dealing with this. But I know it affects everybody, um, but you've uncovered some things that are, I would like to say, um, c- counterintuitive to what most people would do. To get out of debt, right, or get out of these. So, like you talked about it, the healing going through that process, and and you have a message, you have a you have a, a call that you have in this arena to help people. Now, there's another responsibility of getting this out there, and you kind of said it like utilizing Clubhouse, utilize. So, what are the ways that you're, um, push positioning yourself out there, letting people know what you're doing? How are you positioning? Because I think about the the athlete, like a like a um, a Tom Brady or a Michael Jordan or a Serena Williams. Um, how great ever, however great they are, if they didn't have put themselves in the position where they developed their gift and then put themselves in a the position to be seen, uh, recruited, you know, so they can get into the major leagues and things of that nature. Um, I feel it's the same way in business. And it's the same way with our giftings. It, it, it God gives you this, this gift here, but he also expects us to. So I'm, I'm kind of speaking to the person that's looking up to you, Tricia, that says, Hey, I would love to get into this world. How do I position myself and become better at marketing the, the gift that God's given?
0: Yeah. So for 2022, when I was traveling around, I really did sit back. I mean, I was really, a, you know, watching a consumer how do people get their message out how does she get her message out how did he get his message out and watching because there's so many different things you hear about and we're all overwhelmed with between courses webinars master classes YouTube Instagram LinkedIn we're all just man we're bombarded and we think we have to do all the things so in 2022 I really sat back and you know in the different rooms you everything and okay, wait, they're doing this. They're doing that. They're doing that. Okay. I don't have to do all these things. What is my best way that uncomfortable, but gets the message out. And it's so like, for me, this year was being a teacher. I heard that word of being a teacher, a producer mm. producing. And so for me, and what's working best for me and I'm working on this year is podcasting youtube you're providing those those really quick clips of what's one thing you should do today to create your plan for abundance what is one thing you can do and that is really what i'm focusing on is developing the youtube teachings Mm, you know it's the free from podcasting and then walking women into you know having that network that will network and walking through you know uh challenges i am super excited you know, to start doing like a bi-monthly challenge, you know, come in for three to four days. Let's learn about this. And then, you know, come be a part of our mastermind and our community. You know, let's all be debt-free together. You know, I've got a, the starting over wealth network is what I founded. I was trademark officially registered trademark as of December of 21. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a long process, but I knew once that registered trademark, once it was official, I was like, all right, it's time. And building a community just for women starting over. Because I know I isolated myself for at least six months, not talking to anybody after my first divorce. And so I know how important it is to have a community there for just women starting over. And so I am thrilled to be able to, yes, to to not only be podcasting, YouTube, providing these challenges for women. Say, listen, this is what there's available out there to you. And just expose them for three or four days and then bring them in, you know, to our mastermind and community. And so, because yeah, there are so many different vehicles out there, but with your specific gifting and discovering what you're called to do, sit back and study and see where you're called because that's what the bad thing is, is when you start to try to do all the things, again, you're the master of nothing. That's right. You know, and it is, there's so many different vehicles we all can do, but see what's best for your industry or for your gifting or something that again you've excelled at i get i've learned from a woman who could not talk at all to now giving up and giving speeches you know like wow god look what you did when i just got a little bit uncomfortable a little bit more uncomfortable a little bit more uncomfortable you've called me to be a teacher and so now i you know i sit and i can just record videos so yeah i'm thrilled to be able to in this 2023 season launching the youtube relaunching my podcast uh, i've got one more podcast that's gonna hopefully be launching in march it's called many over easy which Ooh. is gonna be about those conversations i have with my father at breakfast Wow! and learning to those easy conversations those breakfast conversations that my financial planner father and hopefully bringing him in a little bit he doesn't know this but i'm gonna be bringing him in a little bit um but just having those easy conversations but i think for someone who's just starting out discovering your gift sit back because it can be overwhelming, but you're going to start to see that one thing. You can start just one. Yeah. Try podcasting, try YouTube see where you're called to be.
1: I love it. So, speaking of gift, um, when you think about your most dominant gift, what would you say yours is Tricia?
0: Listening. Mm-hmm. I can listen to someone talk about all their traumatic events they've been through their trauma where they feel really muddy and I'm able to listen and clear out the mud to see exactly where they're hurting and make them feel really calm about it. Um, I always talk about if any of your listeners have ever heard the Enneagram. Um, I'm an Enneagram nine, which is a peacemaker, uh, Yoda. And I'm a huge star Wars fan. So okay. you might see Yoda and R2D2 behind me, huge star <laughs> Wars fan. Again, there's a reason I needed boys. But I love being able to just sit back, listen, and see that clear problem maybe they have. Maybe, they, again, they just their parents fought about money, so they're afraid to talk to their spouse. Um, and I've become just, just sitting back. And I observe for 2021, 2022, just listening to people. And then be able to, no, 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 no. This is what you're called to do. This is what you're supposed to do. And it's been amazing for me just giving one-on-one advice And then coming back to me and like, oh, my gosh, that was it. Uh, That just kind of reaffirmed. So I feel like, again, my blessing is being able to, and because of my father's teachings, um, and then the amazing things my stepfather even taught me is Native American Cherokee. Just that peace and that calming, uh, just like water. That's why I always associate it with water, you know, when you're clearing out that mud. So um, just that clarity. And that's why I always call myself a financial clarity advisor
1: that's good that's good no, that's yes that, that's a powerful gift and it, it's, it's so it's so needed in the world um and and, and it's kind of like forget, let me know if i'm i'm off here but but it's kind of like like in a way you're like a financial therapist in a sense <laughs> you know in, yeah. in a sense um there's that there's that the power of listening the power of uh helping somebody with their identity uh you're taking them through the process of healing and then and then the the byproduct is their financial life is better Um.
0: yeah and it's true like i would never think of myself as a therapist but it's true because a lot of us don't associate we just think therapy is for like our heartache and uh you know all this you know personal trauma we don't think about it as money we really don't associate money traumas we don't and I mean, now, am I my licensed therapist? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, my master's in is in you know master's of business, master. I've got an MBA, but I've gone through, I've discovered my gift mm. through all the things I've been to. What I used to be like, why am I going through this again? Like, haven't I been through enough? You know, I've actually got a hole in my wall from a heel that was thrown at one point. Um, But, you know, I leave it there. I leave it there as my reminder of when I used to get so frustrated of why am I going through this? As I know a lot of your listeners are just like, you know what? Again, seriously. But no, no, this is why I'm going through it. This is why. So I feel like, yes, I a lot of people don't talk about that, that therapy, that financial therapy we need because we walk around this poverty mindset of we're always supposed to be broke. We're always supposed to be broke. No, we're not. God talks about money. 2,350 times the Bible. Wow. I mean, we were meant to be prosperous and right. we were meant to have abundance. We were meant to do all these things, but we allow these things to wall us up and to block us. And I just feel like, yes, I'm, I will receive that of being a financial therapist because I feel like we should all use the things we've gone through. That's right as therapy for just that one other person in front of you, whether they're sitting in front of you through the microphone, through Instagram, through Facebook, we all have, you know, a story that's, that's for somebody else to hear. Someone else is on the other end waiting to hear our story and how our gifting can transform their life.
1: Mm, That's so good. I love it. I love it. So Trisha, can you share with us, um, how people can get connected in working with you. Uh, Somebody is going through um, a season of financial difficulty. Maybe maybe they they don't want they want to avoid a future season of financial difficulty, or or they just need some support in this area. How can how can people get connected and work with you?
0: Just come get to know me uh, first over at Instagram at Trisha Daniel MBA and at Starting Over Wealth. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. And then also launching my YouTube that will be in February of 2023 at Trisha Daniel and at Starting Over Wealth. Uh, I do have a website. It is Daniel.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-D-A-N-I-E-L.com. And I have a free print money personality quiz. I mean, it's just a free fun little quiz. Take it. Just start to really start to get you thinking of who you are with money. And so just come over, get to know me a little bit and from there then yeah come join one of our challenges and become part of our network
1: i love it i love it so we're, we're gonna make sure to plug all those links there um, for people to get connected with you uh you may have heard from listening to other episodes uh there's a question i always ask at the end of every episode and that is what's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose one's gift and one's purpose
0: Mm. purpose is what we were born with that was our seed that was what originally we were born with our gift has come through the trials and trauma that we've been through in life and so we may been born with a purpose it is our gifts and how we use and discover our gifts that actually can transform somebody else's life who we've been assigned to
1: mm. well stated Good. So, Trisha, last, like probably the last question, but I really enjoyed this time together. Yeah, here. I did too. Um, is there anything that I didn't ask you or anything you feel that you just need to share with people that could be listening to this right now?
0: If you are going through something so heavy right now, right now, it you are waking up with anxiety and just dread of the next day. Because maybe you know, your electricity is about to be turned off. You're, you've got overwhelming debt. Maybe you've been injured. And you don't know how you're going to pay for your surgery. Or pay for your car payment. Or your kids put food on the table. If you are going through something so heavy right now. Instead of sitting in that anxiety depression. Take a step back. Take a step back. And ask, what am I being shown through this? What I've been being shown to this. And I challenge you to get out of a piece of paper and just write. Maybe you just hold a pen and just write uh, the things you think potentially. What is this teaching me? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to know through this event? Because that's how you are reinvesting in yourself and taking something that seems so hard and so hopeless. Because someday that story that you're writing down right now when that difficult time is over and you've overcome it, you're going to use what you wrote down to help somebody else. Wow.
1: Wow. That was powerful. Thank you so, so, so much, Tricia. This has been an amazing episode. Um, definitely connect with Tricia Daniel uh, at her site. We'll plug all the, 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 the connections to her Instagram, to her YouTube channel. Um, truly, truly appreciate you taking this time to bless the listeners and myself i was blessed tremendously as well so thank you so much
0: you're so welcome absolutely blessed to be here and blessed uh, that we were connected to the power of social media always reach out if you feel something always reach out to somebody uh, uh, i searched all over the world
1: struggling to find it dear listener I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called The Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats an amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast dot david the middle initial D Simons S-I-M-O-N-S dot com and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Live Podcast Network.